0: Hey friends, it's your host, Steph Connell, lifelong goal-getter, betterment seeker, and both a student and master of making mindset matter. Through my 10 years of experience in coaching and leadership, I've seen passion and purpose diminish to form life's cookie-cutter mold. And due to that, you see the train of unhappiness get more and more bogged down. My mission in life is to get a rise out of you. Together, we are building a community of women who can not only voice their vision, but bring that to fruition. You are daring. You are valued. You are needed. And you are ever-growing, my friend. The world needs our courage, and we are bringing it on strong. So without further ado, let's get to it. It's time to be bold. Some of our time together, okay, well, most of our time together will be inspirational in a sense of Eye-opening moments when you are ready to look within. You know, for years now, I address challenges or frustrating times with questions of curiosity. It comes quite natural now. In the beginning, it certainly didn't. I would be reactive. Anytime something wasn't convenient in my life, I simply started with frustration, followed by anger, and followed by built-up stories as I let the rage grow within me, resulting in exactly what I wanted thinking the world was out to get me and make my life more difficult every single time. The why, me, or always me mentality. This reactive mode gave me no handle on my life and made me feel like I had to figure it all out. Little did I realize I actually had to figure myself out. A few weeks ago, a friend wrote to me on a topic that she really wanted to address as it was starting to add to the overwhelm in her life. In her message, she expressed her concern and annoyance, I totally get this, with her children always jumping to assumptions that mom was the dinner maker. She's a working mom, which I define as someone who is pulled in multiple directions throughout the day, but any mom or parent doesn't get a break, especially when they're really young. They are in the most dependable, demanding times of their lives from the most basic skills like eating, such as we're hearing in this reach out. I love this question simply because as women, I found we've taken on the responsibility of things that are not done on our own terms. I mean, wouldn't you agree that we're a little OCD? That's why I think women or a woman, any, is excellent in the Q&A section before any product hits the floor. I mean, nothing flies by us. Am I Right. And so because of this small, ever so insignificant action, it sends out a message, maybe to everyone in the house. I'm giving a perfect example of myself. If I need something done my way, Shane has told me in the past he will step down from doing it because he feels that I actually want to do it, when in reality, I just want it done my way. In the food category, I truly desire for my family to eat as healthy as possible, but healthy, quote-unquote, is based on my standard, of course. Once the children see who is doing the majority of that particular job, they will relate that person to be the one doing it. However, that being said, if I step away from the job, let's really define the problem here. What starts to creep in? The mom guilt! I hate it. I remember in the beginning stages of building my business as a new mom, it would creep in completely unexpected. Even being a very, I use this lightly with a laugh, level-headed woman and seeing clearly without the emotional aspect, a very driven towards my goal type of person, I was shocked to see a natural overwhelm of guilt flow over me if I went to work. If I wasn't around for dinner and rushing out the door as soon as daddy got home to go do a demonstration, my daughter comes running to give me a hug and asks me to stay. As soon as I sit in the car, oh, I remember this so much, I would sit in the car, I would hold back tears feeling like the worst parent ever as that little girl feels sad or mom needs to go, that I can't be there for her. There it is, the guilt, grabbing my heart and stomach and grinding them together but one question, so this is one I, I want you to do this next time it comes in because it comes in at the littlest moments. One question I asked myself clearly define the reality of that moment. Does my husband feel the same way when he goes to work? Does my husband feel the same when he doesn't make dinner? Does my husband feel this way when a conference comes up on a summer weekend? The answer was continually no. It was no, because it was never expected, but it once was for us women. Right now, we are in the adjustment period for a new lifestyle. No longer is it Betty Crocker, cook at home and clean the house and kiss her husband when he returns from work life. It's locking arms and handling family and growth in your life together in a partnership. The hard part is the adjustment where we grew up seeing what was the those beliefs being pressed on us as current women that have the desires of more. We're torn between fighting for our passion and feeling guilty for an old life. This push-pull head game can very often lead to confused little minds that are watching us and undesired results often in the house. So let me share a couple things that I've learned as a woman, not a mom, A woman that has served me in creating a more pleasurable environment so I don't feel overwhelmed with endless tasks all day long and feel like I'm the one that has to be required to do them all because really that's what it feels like. So step one, I would say we need to start creating boundaries. All the time where the, yes, I'll do this, or we feel the pull that we need to do this, Simply because, well, you know, there's so many reasons why society, the way we were raised, you know, words that came from our parents, our grandparents, old lifestyles, the things that we feel like we need to do at all, right? That selfless act that women were just trained to be. But we need to start creating boundaries because we're not that old lifestyle anymore. We currently live in a world where we do do quite a bit of it all. And nothing gets done very well if we're doing it all. You know, the man that chases two rabbits catches neither. Ever heard that? You really have to focus. You not you not on one. You're going to have various areas in your life, but creating boundaries around those, and those boundaries can look like, uh, you know, mommy has a schedule, a plan, and this time is for me and for my work. Or maybe that boundary is something as simple as cooking. Who does? the cooking. I'll tell you straight up, I don't do the cooking. Although sometimes I have to show up when it's needed, but I hate cooking. But these are things that I clearly define for myself and I know myself so well. So that moment in creating your boundaries, you have to know you and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. When you're happy and thriving in yourself, let alone the environment, everybody around you knows. And that's going to bring me to the second step, which is communicating those boundaries to your partner and to your children so they know, you know, when is work time? When are we making dinner? You know, who helps with washing the dishes? Include the children in this so they, they're they learning those great skills as well. But plan an agenda will help remove a lot of the frustration on who's doing what and when. Have a calendar in your house. This is a really great idea. You know, whose who's night is it to you know, make the dinner or whose night is it to be out for a work meeting. Labeling all those things so everything is very clearly defined. And you can make it fun by adding lots of colors and post-its for the kids. If mommy has a meeting at 7 p.m., it's on the calendar. And daddy knows it and he knows it's his night to make the dinner. This removes the emotion and the stories that build up in our heads because if we don't communicate it, nothing happens in the house. You know, They don't get the signs. Men and women think very differently. We think, oh, if we're not making the dinner, then he should just figure it out. He should see that I'm not doing it. He should see that I'm overwhelmed and I had a tough day. He should know what's going on in my head. But frankly, we don't know what's going on in anyone's head. We just kind of start creating and making up these things of what's going on in someone else's head. The stories start to roll in, right? And so communicating that can do a lot for your day and take a, take out those interruptions, the frustrations. An effective plan can actually do quite a bit for your household. The submission. That would be the next one. This is a really good one because this can help in a facet of areas in your life, um, let alone basic planning and a house schedule. This can help you with even your idea of how life was supposed to be. Your submission to letting go of the way that you clearly needed it or defined it to be, the step by step that you planned out and mapped in your head. Submit to life, submit to the flow of life, have trust in life. And I feel that that can actually help on various levels, especially with a lot of current situations. You know, a lot of actions are driven by fear, um, you know, controls. People need to have it a certain way. When you just lean into life a little bit and you just submit, you allow that process to happen. You you stand up to, to the world or your God or whoever it is that you feel that you answer to or you know that that you're connected with and you stand to that and you just say you know what i'm here i'm letting you run the show you know what i want i will do what i can but i trust the fact that i can't control it all and you know we were talking about how women have that that desire to have things their way very often, um, and you know, it's it's something that when you let go and you submit, there's such a lock lifted off of you, and realizing and having the awareness when it's showing up, and there are some things that I. 100% I will admit that I have to have my way and that's okay. You've defined some boundaries. You've defined who you are. There's some things that you're very, you know, passionate about and that's 100% you and you can't let that go. That's fine. But we're talking about the little itty bitty things in life that really we have to realize that there's several ways to get to the one end result. There's several ways that our children can get fed at the end of the day. There's several ways I can get to California. There's several ways I can make it to the top of the the company. You know, there's there's several ways for it to be done. Unfortunately, I've been so wrapped up in this one way because it works. It makes sense. I've mapped it out in my head that I've been so blind to the other way that it can be done. His way. You know, oftentimes... You know, we see at all times, I really should say, we see things through our own eyes. And of course we do. But I think so much opens up in our world when we really start to have a hyper-awareness to be open to the view of the person who's communicating with us. So in this scenario, I'm going to give to you, I really love this because it really just kind of gives me a little eye-opening moment, that little light bulb that there's so many different ways to see things. And to not jump to conclusions because of how I saw it. So just as a, you know, a very slight, small example when it comes to children and and how they act and do things, it, it's so innocent, and we know that, but we don't realize it. There's a lot of frustration that can happen because we just want them to understand how life is, and something so small and insignificant. You know, my, my husband has all his tools in in his workroom and you know my daughter saw this one tool. is it like a I don't even know what it's called but the measuring device I'll put it that way I want to call it a T square which it probably is called cuz we use that in design however it really is called like it's a measuring device right it's meant to measure and it almost looks like a T but my daughter would look at it and go oh this is a this is a T Or, you know, see the one side is a little bit longer and go, oh, this is an L. Or she might even look at it and go, oh, is this a leg? Where does it go? Right? Because it comes down for a foot for something. Like, this is how they see things. Because they only relate it with, you know, the knowledge and education that they have. They don't know what it's called. They don't know what it's used for. But they can reference what it looks like and what they do know. And so the smallest things... You never realize that maybe when they're asking for dinner, they aren't thinking that it's mom's job. You know, they might just be going to mom because mom's right there and dad's off outside. Or it just always happens to be that. Or dad's at work. Or mom's just always available there. Or maybe, just maybe, let's think about this. Let's think right from the beginning that children, babies when they're born, Natural instinct is is to go to their mother when in need of food, just on this level. But any form of nurturing, it is to mother, right? That's natural instinct. That's nature speaking. And so with time and educating them and letting them know the plan in the house that can adjust, But they might not realize the frustration that they're putting on in the current lifestyle because they're just speaking nature and what's always been. Mom always kind of did the bottle feeding or the breastfeeding. And then it moved on to maybe food with, you know, the mushy food. So mom did it because dad couldn't do it. He's like, I'm not good with this stuff. I keep falling. all over. He gets frustrated. Who knows? Could be different scenarios. So they've always equated mom to being the feeder. And it could be something as simple as that. And so if that is, then we just have to redefine that order in the house. We need to start to give a new way or a new plan, something that's happening that we need to, you know, adjust and communicate that to them. Hey, I'm popping in for a quick second to let you know that it's time to up the intention behind where you're going in life. I completely understand that life is absurdly full and coming at you from all directions, and so yeah, it's much easier to allow it to push you in various directions while you just cope. Well, what if I told you I have created a free tool for you that will not only manage all areas in your life, but also place you in the driver's seat so you feel like you have a strong grip and actually in charge of this road trip? I've created this simple and effective template for you That gives you the ability to dive deep and feel invigorated again. Remember that feeling like anything is possible? That you hold special gifts and no one's gonna stop you? Yeah, it's right here in the link in the show notes. Go grab it before that lovely voice in your head starts telling you you don't need it because this message is finding you for a simple reason, my friend. Just pause, hit the pause right now. It takes two seconds and a click on the link to grab your freebie you have nothing to lose and simply everything to gain okay you got it all right let's get back to the show this next step I absolutely love because it really helps you look within especially when it comes to overwhelm where is the overwhelm coming from Again, it's thinking about those questions, those right questions to ask yourself when you are feeling these things or the frustration. Where is the frustration coming from? Why am I getting frustrated that these kids are always asking me for dinner? You know, why is it because I feel like I'm always the one? Well, okay, what do I have to do? Why do I feel like I'm always the one? Is it because no one else is stepping up into that position? Those are the kind of questions you want to ask yourself. But, you know, it's quite common as a female. And, you know, I can only speak as that. Um, But I know quite commonly, as females and friends of mine, we all express this, that throughout the entire day, you know, we always want to think of a whole day in the first five seconds. And that's our problem. We got this whole huge long list of all these things that we want to address throughout the day, your whole big to-do list, and you want to get it done in the first five seconds, or you want to have it processed in the first five seconds. So it's rattling around in there, but everyone knows You don't eat an elephant in one big bite. And that's why I like to call this step eating the elephant. How do you eat an elephant? You take it bit by bit throughout the day. And my best advice that makes it even, even, I don't want to say easier, but more doable in terms of handling overwhelm or easing your overwhelm throughout the day. First of all, when you understand that you have to do it bit by bit, that's one step. But the second step that really helps with that is doing the worst first. You really remove your, um, I would say, oh, the, the, the weight. A lot of the weight that sits on your shoulders, that you're thinking about what you have to do all day, you, you remove a lot of that strain, frustration, angst, um, which can all, it all leads to overwhelm because that one thing, that one thing is sitting there on top of the other things that you're doing, the stuff that you don't want to do. And so if you get that done first, the worst is done And the rest of your day, I don't want to say is easy breezy because we got lots of stuff that we got to do, but it certainly is more smooth sailing than what it would have been thinking of two things at once. And therefore, by the end of the day, when you get home, your family, this is so key, you guys, your family is still there to get the best of you, not the rest of you. And my last step for you is do a little bit of health research for yourself. Find out things that, A, you know, trigger your stressors, why you might feel frustrated, why, you know, do some deep inner searching, but also educate yourself. Follow some people that kind of educate you on things that can kind of, you know, cause some of those things for yourself because you'll know a light bulb will go off, but on top of it, research some excellent sources that help you with calm. You know, those are different things that, you know, There's great research on nature bathing. If you don't know what that is, you have to go look it up. It's excellent. It's something I absolutely love. Nature is one of my things. You know, whether it's animals or sounds or even the greens, everything is so lush and calming and grounding, whatever brings you to your place. On top of it, you know, you know, as we're speaking, I have my inner calm drink going on. These are things that you can do. So research herbs for yourself. Um. There's so many things that help you handle life and I actually have a great podcast that talks about overwhelm and so do a lot of health research. There's so much research out there, but you know what makes you feel good, what makes you handle life better. I want you to think about your very best day and what did the layout of that day look like? Did you feel amazing after you got the hardest stuff done? Did you feel amazing after you did a workout? Did you feel, you know, amazing when you were completely hydrated or when you were drinking coffee all day? You know, all these different things, research for yourself and, and not only research, but know your body best. That's so key. There's so many options out there that speak to everybody, but everybody's body is so unique and different. Your body, your mind and soul is so different and what you need, you'll know. You know, unfortunately, commonly seen today with both parents working lifestyle and children seeing their mom and dad at the end of the day, they're getting the rest of what's left, which isn't usually a whole lot of anything. I want my children to get the best of me. And in order to pass that along, firstly, I'm so proud of us for spending this moment together to understand that we aren't the only ones, but as well learning how we can be better. When we are rocking it out in life, that energy seeps into the household and into our families and friends and, you know, everyone around us. Think about the last period you had. <laughs> Seriously. Like, hide the knives, right? Everyone around us certainly knows to steer clear. But if I nourish my body and soul the way it requires at that time, I can turn around my relationships and the structure of the house and my day feels amazing as I built my confidence in the person I'm growing and showing off to my children. What a perfect example of how we're actually in control outwardly by working on the inwardly. So girlfriend, you know, it's so easy to say that whatever's happening out there, I got to fix something out there. But what actually is happening in order for us to have the control, we have to control ourselves first right? So enjoy your day taking some time and spending some time with yourself and really understanding some of those key areas that I was speaking about. And one of the first ones I really want you, the reason it was number one, is understanding your boundaries and what you really want to set for yourself in your life, in your family life, and your work life. Boundaries are going to be wrapped around you as a person and defining those really clearly for yourself and then communicating them with those around you. So listen, I really enjoyed spending these moments with you today, and I hope you did too. My gratitude is through the roof. But in order for us to make even more magic in this world, we've got to spend more time together. Make it your focus to connect consistently so you can continue to gain and change up your days to come. Secondly, we are a direct result of who we hang around with. And now you're in the world of becoming better. By sharing this episode, you are making an impact in someone's life. And frankly, we're just better together. And don't forget to tag me so I can send some love and shout outs back, my friend. Until next time, this is your host, Steph on Be Bold.